And here we are, motivating you to live more creatively. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to the Thought Row Podcast. Let's start with a motivational quote. What do you have for us today, Angie? I'm always anxious to hear these quotes. This is such a good quote. I think you're really going to love it. There are friends, there are family, and then there are friends that become family. Ooh, that one's interesting. Right. That one, that one requires a little thinking. I guess, actually, it kind of reminds me of something that Mark Twain said. He said, having a beautiful, loving family is best when they live a state apart from you. <laughs> well, in some instances, <laughs> that is true because, you know, maybe they're not supportive or they just don't get you at all. So I could see that. Well, see that. family members can be very supportive, and we'll talk more about this Absolutely. as we go through this. But And then some may be not so supportive, and then there's always that word jealousy that seems to pop in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Yeah. It's always interesting the relationships that we develop once we pursue any creative discipline. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true because it really does change the dynamic of the kind of people you attract into your life. Very true. Yeah. I guess, you know, generally speaking, artists hang out with artists to some degree, uh, composers with composers, programmers with programmers, right? They love to hang True. out with each other. Uh, as we saw on television recently, uh, chess players, mm-hmm. they become a little bit more insular, but I think that they generally hang out with each other. They certainly practice on each other. Writers uh, they're a little bit different. They'll go to seminars, I believe, but they don't necessarily hang out with each other mm-hmm. because writing is such a solo activity. You really can't have a lot of people around. Now, I know there's people that wrote scripts for movies and they did it as a team. I mean, it is possible to be a team uh, writer. Kind of like in the old Dick Van Dyke show with Sally yeah. and Buddy, right? And, yeah. and Rob. That's an oldie. I'm not sure our listeners will even remember that. But it's true. I think the reason that show was so funny was because the back and forth between the writers. That, that was that actually so pretty interesting. It's so true. Like uh, I think that everyone enjoyed their sounding board off of each other where they could get feedback. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of true with creatives too. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I feel like most creative people start out very young and they can either be nurtured by a parent or they could be stifled by a well-meaning parent. What do you think about that? Do you think that? I, I feel like that's very true. Well, if you read histories about talented people or people that have achieved the top success in their creative endeavors, uh, Michelangelo, definitely his father was oh, yeah. not going for what he was doing. In fact, he fought him pretty much a good part of his life. He wanted him to be a textile merchant, a cotton merchant. And he would have probably in the beginning, he would have certainly made more money. But as Michelangelo started raking in the bucks, all of a sudden his dad started having more and more respect for him. And this has happened uh, a lot to musicians and composers. Uh, you can name a whole list of people if you read the histories on anybody that ever really became super successful. They had trials and they had tribulations and they had people that were putting them down. Uh, unfortunately, some of those people that were putting them down were parents, grandparents, even siblings. You know, getting the support from any member of your family is really important. And we've had guests and we've talked to other people and they attribute their success to a loving mother, a loving father, or a sister who really believed in them. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, agree. Historically, some of the most talented people in the world 
did not receive any kind of support from their families. And I just mentioned one, but can you think of, or how do you think that impacts people, Angie? You know, I, I think of the, the, the parents that try to be supportive, but they just don't get what their child is trying to do. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just, don't, they, they're very, like, wake up, go to work, come back home, and that's all they really know. So they don't really understand the creative process. They don't really know what to do to support a child um, in that realm. So I think it's difficult when they have zero understanding, but sometimes that's where teachers or friends, or if you're lucky enough to have a mentor come into your life and be very supportive and inspiring to you, it's very, uh, it's essential for someone to grow. I was just going to mention mentors. Yeah. Uh, People deny it. People, a lot of times people have become really successful and they say, oh, well, what do you attribute your success to? And they, unfortunately, they won't give credit to their mentors. Sometimes they just don't want anybody to really know who those mentors were. Uh, but almost everybody has had a mentor somewhere in their life, mm-hmm. uh, even if it was a grade school teacher who taught you the joys of finger painting. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I still like doing it. I mean, that was a long time ago, but I remember that teacher taking my hand, sticking it in the paint, and smearing it around on the paper. And I thought, God, is there anything better than this? This was oh, like, it was the, it's the beginning of I an never art career. Painted. I really? never, ever finger painted. No, because we didn't live here in the U.S. when I was kindergarten age. So I never went to kindergarten. I just went straight into first grade, which was really traumatic. But <laughs> yeah, I bet, <laughs> you know, it was like a huge change. But yeah. Well, all too often our creative endeavors are solo performances. You know, we live within ourselves. Getting back to finger painting, once you're introduced to finger painting, you don't want anybody else's mitts, their hands, in your finger paint. So it's a solo endeavor from there on. Yes, the teacher or somebody has to help you mix the paint, and yes, somebody has to hand you the paper. But after that, you don't want anybody around you until it's completed and it's dried, and Mm -hmm. then you want to take it home, and then you want your mom to put it on the refrigerator right. for the whole family to see. Yeah. Certainly your dad, when he came home, you know, you want your mom to say, hey, look what your son or daughter did. Mm-hmm. It's proudly there right on the refrigerator for the whole world to see. That's right. Your first art installation, really. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and hopefully many, many more become after that. Well, you know, that's interesting. You're talking about finger painting because that's kind of, a group activity, but not. But do you feel like doing a group activity with artists makes you feel less isolated and, you know, you can form better friendships and maybe be mutually, it would be mutually beneficial and satisfying. What do you think about that, Rod? I have a lot of respect for people that can, you know, get together in a group or have a a club or they form organizations where they support each other like plein air artists or even people in an orchestra, right? If you're you're part of an orchestra, you're obviously working together in concert. Yes. You know, you're playing (laughs) together and you all have to rehearse together and you have to work together. Uh For a lot of artists or writers or composers, even people that do knitting, it's a kind of a solo thing. I, I have never been one to cozy up to groups. I think my personal feeling is I don't want to have outside influences. Mm-hmm. Now, that may be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, that's open for discussion. But I really kind of like to concentrate on my own creativity. I know there was um, 
the Cedar Tavern in New York. I mean, infamous Cedar Tavern. If any of you have read art history, especially the mid-century artists, uh, Pollock and the rest of that gang, they all would go to that Cedar Tavern and they would all consume a lot of alcohol. And you can imagine there's some pretty spirited debates going on. And that that also happened in Paris with the Impressionists. They would all get together Mm -hmm. and all they would do, you know, they'd go over to Theo's house and And hang out. Yeah. But usually somebody was more arrogant than the other or trying to dominate the conversation. But all in all, they did support each other. So I guess that was a good thing. Also, as an artist or a writer or a composer, you are in your head all the time. And I don't know how good that is necessarily because I think you need socialization for your own mental health because if you're constantly just digging around in your head um, I don't know that that's the best place to be a thousand percent of the time. Probably not and probably the worst thing though is if you're really into art or you're really into barbecuing the best steak or whatever it is and you go to a social situation you want to have enough of a personality and open enough to ask other people questions and not just sit there and dominate the conversation about the latest painting that you did. Mm -hmm. Or I guess I never had this experience, but I've heard other people complain about it, is when they get around a bunch of golfers. Mm -hmm. All the golfers want to talk about how they just missed that putt on the 11th green or whatever it is and I could imagine that could be quite annoying we've all gone to if you're not into golf yeah Yeah. but if you've gone well even the people into golf get kind of tired of it I think if you're in a social situation it's really important if somebody says well what do you do and you say oh I'm a composer I'm an artist whatever if they ask the second question like well what exactly does that mean then you can start unloading and saying oh well I'm you know I paint this or I write novels or uh, I'm a ballerina or I'm a opera singer or whatever. And then that's kind that of an interesting thing. That would be a fun thing. party to go to. Yeah, really. Can I go? If, you, if, you, <laughs> if you had all those people there, yeah. it would be grand. They're so cool. Grand. But what about alcohol? Oh, you know, I was going to say how funny it is when you go to a party and at first everyone's very quiet and they're not really talking or they're really uncomfortable. And once the wine comes out or the alcohol comes out, then people loosen up and start voicing their opinions when it comes to creativity or their life. And like I said, with your party group that you're arranging, that would be kind of a spirited, uh, fun group once you got at least a glass of wine and everything. Let's say loosened up. Yeah. And I guess the the big loosener upper, if there is such a thing. Loosener upper. Loosener upper. I like it. Was the, uh, was, I never pronounce it right, but I know you'll correct me. Ampicinthus? Absinthe. Absinthe. (laughs) It's a weird looking word. I could see why it's kind of hard to pronounce. Well, not only that, I even bought a book on it called, you know, The Green Fairy. And I never read it. I love the cover. It shows people, I think it's kind of a gay Parisian uh, theme on the cover of it. But Uh it's all about its impact on society and stuff. I think it's pretty interesting and I should probably read it someday, but we'll see what happens. But we haven't had it yet. No, we've never had it to drink and probably never will. Um, I, I would like to try it. Well, I mean, it, it's it's available at your favorite beverage store, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But don't get carried away with it because then you might want to cut your ear off. No. <laughs> well, no. Man, it may have impacted Van Gogh. I don't know. He had a lot of it, so that's, yeah, that's a, I don't think just one will cause that. I probably had that at a few other issues. Probably. But I want to mention great composers like Mozart. You know, he wasn't afraid to party. Everybody knows that he was a party guy. Unfortunately, it probably impacted his health. 
But there is one thing that all those parties did for him. It gave him the opportunity to show off his talent, of course, because everybody wanted him to play. Right. But the second thing was a great way to network. I mean, parties do give you the benefit of networking. And I think that's why they tell artists to go to gallery openings. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be standing over in the corner all by yourself. You don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You're looking at everybody's art. You're going, gee, I can't paint that well. But then you get in one little conversation with somebody. And then before you know it, you may have a friend for life. True. And back then, back in Mozart's time, they didn't have telephones, social media, fax machines, or anything. So if you didn't go to a party, your socialization was very small because you were just around your family members and maybe, you know, your local grocery or whatever that you you dealt with every day. It was essential to do that where you went to a party and socialized occasionally so you could expand your network of people. Which was probably a really good thing because you spend time, we all spend time, we spend time on social media promoting, communicating with other people, getting, developing new friends. And we've developed some fabulous friends from all over the world just through social media. But, you know, we're not pressing the flesh, as they say. We're not having the opportunity to, to shake somebody's hand. I mean, right now that's like taboo, but I miss that. I miss being in a group of people, um, especially when an attractive lady comes up and compliments you on your blue eyes. Yeah. Well, it makes <laughs> or, you feel good, of course. Yeah, it just makes of you course. feel good. It, it, so anyway. Of course. Socialization is really important. Don't dominate the conversations. You probably heard that mm-hmm. your whole life, and you notice rather quickly if you do. All of a sudden, you're standing back in the corner all by yourself. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully people are welcoming, and you you won't be socially shy or awkward, and you can talk to them. But what about, we were talking about this the other day, what about artist co-ops? What do you feel about that? Because there are some galleries that I've seen that are opened up by a group of artists or even they have like a paint shop or an art shop. Yeah. What do you think about that? More power to them. I, I don't know, again, if that is something that I would enjoy. I can't honestly say I've done it, so I can't be that critical of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to mention a story that I'm familiar with about Arthur Fiedler. He was the conductor of the Boston Pops for oh, yeah, over yeah. 50 years or 50 years. And I thought it was very interesting when I read about him. He did not like hanging out with musicians. In fact, he was very vocal and very animated about the fact that they bored him to tears. All they wanted to do was talk about music. Mm -hmm. So what he would do, he very often would do this, even after a performance, and he was in New York and quite often in Carnegie Hall, he would go across the street or down the street wherever he went, and he'd go to a fire station, and he hung out with firemen. He loved to hang out with firemen. That was his social network and his social group. Interesting. Yeah. Personally, I would love to know what he was telling these firemen and what they were telling him. Were they telling him uh, how much they loved waxing their fire truck? Uh, No, they probably talked about all kinds of random things instead of just music all the time. Yeah. I don't think I'm certainly not at that level, and I'm certainly not opposed to talking to artists. I mean, we do that on our podcast. and. I have to admit, the podcast has put me in a position to where I've heard some very interesting things. Mm -hmm. And the people that we've interviewed, and I know we have others on deck 
to other people that we'll be interviewing. In fact, we have one coming up in this show that I think is going to be really interesting. And I know that uh, I'll learn something from her. So maybe hanging out with other artists, starting artist groups, et cetera, it's not such a bad thing. I think right. it's all about compatibility. If you get along with that people, if they're not totally a peer group, but a good group of people that you can connect right, with, right. all the better. Yeah. So it's more symbiotic and, and you're getting a give and take between each other. Then, and then it's a good group to be in. But that's true with any group, I guess. Well, today our guest is very involved in local artist community, and she's lucky enough to have a very supporting family. Tell us who our guest is today, Angie. Okay. Her name is Sonia Bubbleitis, and she lives in England. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the Thought Row podcast. Both Angie and I are very, very pleased to have you as one of our guests. Oh, hi, uh, Rod and Angie. Thank you so much for inviting me. I hi. feel very honored to oh. be chosen. Hi, wow. Sonia. It's so good to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Thank you. So, I'm very good, thank you. Good. good, good. Thank you. Did you get any snow there? Yes, yes. Yesterday, it was all white. It was such a pretty place yesterday. All the children were out, um, the building snowmen. Uh, today, it's still on the ground, but uh, it's not... Uh, we haven't had any more snow, so oh. which is a bit sad. Oh, how nice! <laughs> I could oh, do with so a lovely. bit more falling. Yeah, I bet it's very pretty. I bet it's very, very. It pretty. is pretty. Yes, I love it. Okay, so we always like to start our podcasts out by asking the toughest, toughest question first, and so I mm-hmm. hope you, I hope you, prepared for this one because <laughs> this, this is a toughie. What? Okay, you ready? What did you, yes. what did you have for breakfast today? For breakfast, right. I had poached eggs on toast. Oh, oh nice. One of my favorites. Yes. I love it. And I like that. So and it's I, a light, light uh, breakfast, isn't it? I think yes. it's a nice start to the day. And, and good for you. Yes. And I assume mm-hmm. that you had a cup of tea? No, I have to have two cappuccinos before I get going in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then go. it's tea. There you and then go. it's Earl Grey tea. So uh, I, I do love my Earl Grey. Oh, sounds <laughs> so wonderful. Well, I guess the next question is coming from Angie. Yes, yes. I have to yes. admit, Rod and I never pronounced your name correctly. I want to know, I know it is Sonia Bubbleitis. I have to ask, though, yes. what is the heritage of your last name? Right. So the Bubbleitis comes from Lithuania. Oh, okay. So his, my husband's father, Phil, Philip's father, was... Uh, uh, born in Lithuania. So that's why we've got an unusual surname. It is. It's kind of unusual because of the pronunciation. Yeah, and yes, I, ha- I, I, I have to admit, I've been calling you Sonia Bubblist. Uh, whenever <laughs> yeah, I, 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 for a long oh, time now. <laughs> I go, oh, did you see Sonia Bubblist's post? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, yeah, I like that. No, it's Sonia, actually, the, the way it's pronounced as well. Sonia. Sonia. Okay. Is it Sonia in English? In the U.S.? Yes. Yes. In yeah, the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. okay. Right, I've got you. So since we're a global community, it's important yes. for us to know what city do you live in? We know you're okay, in the well, U.K., I'm... but you live in a... What city are you in? Sure. I live in Levington Spa, which is in the heart of Warwickshire. It's a very pretty part of the country, and we are lucky to have a castle close by. Oh, oh that's uh, so nice. Ground... Oh, it's beautiful. You'd love it. The grounds of Warwick Castle are so beautiful. And I love to go there and sit and sketch there in the grounds. It's so pretty. Oh, how nice. Um, 
and we're not far from Stratford-on-Avon, where uh, William Shakespeare was born. The bard. So we, we, the bard himself. <laughs> yes, and I was born in Stratford. Oh, <laughs> okay. really? Yes, yes, definitely. So it is a beautiful place because it is it is called the heart of England. You're right in the Midlands, West Midlands. So when you were very little, did you get to, uh, were you an actress at the Globe? <laughs> Oh, I wish. <laughs> I never, I never aspired to do anything like that. <laughs> oh, I did some school plays, but but nothing professional. No. <laughs> well, I know that when you post on social media, you seem to have a lot of artist friends, and you're doing a yes. lot of things at the Leamington Spa. Uh-huh. And yeah, have you in the past painted with any of them or created art with them? You know, as a, a as a group. Question. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, uh, Leamington has, uh, has a thriving artists community, which is wonderful. And I have lots of artist friends, but I haven't painted or created art with them as yet. Mm-hmm. But last year, over a coffee with four friends, we got talking and we decided to become a group of artists who exhibit together. Mm-hmm. And we've chosen the name Art Paul. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Thank you. And we were looking forward to exhibiting then as a group at the Warwickshire Open Studios last year. But, of course, because of COVID, it had to be cancelled. But the Open Studios event is a big event, and this year it will be their 21st anniversary. So we're praying it will go ahead this year. We'd love to sort of really get all our art upon the world. We're very different styles, but we all get on so well. It's wonderful. That's really nice. Well, that kind of leads to my next question for you is... How has the art community helped you? Do, you know, do they support your creative process? Yep, definitely. I think right from the beginning, um, once I'd started painting and thinking, well, I'll see if I can sell, see what happens, you know, because mm-hmm. I'd like to meet some other artists. Um, I, I, I decided to join the Leamington, Spa, Leamington Studio Artists Society mm-hmm. in Leamington, where I had a, a chance to exhibit work for sale. And putting art on a wall for people to like or dislike, it's, it's fairly daunting, I find. Mm-hmm. But everyone was so kind and helped everyone out, you know, the very kind. And uh, I enjoyed some sales, which boosted my confidence. That's think, so nice. You know, when you were, yes, thank you. I have kind of a follow-up on that because of something you mentioned. Yeah. When you put your, when you place your art on the wall and then everybody yeah. has a chance to, as we say, gawk at it, take a look at yeah, it, understand look. it. Um, I do understand. Do you take, I mean, sometimes we all face criticisms. How do you yes. handle, if you get a criticism, yeah, how, do, how you do you handle that? Yeah. Well, in fact, I did. When my mom and I had a joint art exhibition, um, we had two separate rooms and one guy came into my room and he says, he looked at my wall and he said, huh, don't like this. I prefer your mum's art. And then he looked at me and he paused and he wanted to get an, a, you know, a response from me. I just said, fine, art is subjective. It doesn't worry me at all. I paint what I love. And if you don't like it, that's fine. That was a good answer. It doesn't answer. worry me. That's great a good answer. answer. But he yeah. went away looking a bit down. I think he wanted to upset me. It felt yeah. like that, you know? You know, there are <laughs> there are those out there that I think they're they're unhappy with themselves and they want Absolutely. to stir the pot a little. So I, I think agree. you handled that so diplomatically and with oh, no no emotion. So he got nothing from it. It was perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I thought because um, normally what I say, say, you can my face tells everything. 
something. Right. But I thought to quickly put a mask on. Good <laughs> for you. That's hard to do that because it's personal, you it know. Is. Thank you. It is because your art is personal. Yes. But um, I think back at college, you, you started to learn. If the teacher said, well, I'm not really keen on that, then I'd try and say if, if that was true, whether mm-hmm. I agreed with that statement. And because he knew what he's talking about most of the time, he, he was right. And uh, without, you know, I managed to do what he thought I should be doing. And I, in the end, yeah. it did cur- turn out to be a better painting. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be open to criticism, I think, in all walks of life. True, because, true. Um, true. Well, that yeah. way you can grow and evolve as an artist, too. Sure. So, of course. And then do you feel it's important for artists to connect with other artists? Well, I guess I think so. I, I think it's nice because to be around like-minded people. Yeah. I think that's because you seem to have a different mentality, not mentality, but a way of expression. And, uh, you know, it seems like a different feel to it. That's, that's Do you so find true. that yourselves as artists? Yes. Um, You're not depends. supposed to be asking us any questions. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, we'll forget questions for no. you. Oh, you'll close me down. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, well, not at all. We'll be more than happy to tell you that at <laughs> yeah. some Bless point. You. <laughs> some point. Yeah. Well, because yeah, um, I think we also, we also sorry, did I interrupt you then? No, not at all. Go ahead. No, but I said that I think that we learn about each other's art and pick up tips about exhibitions and things. And uh, I mean, in Leamington, it's got a yearly art in the part festival in the gardens, Jetson Gardens, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It attracts thousands of people, artists, the stores, demos, music, everything for the family there. And uh, everyone seems to converge on there. And in fact, I created a log canvas, a slog, a slog, a slice of a log (laughs) that I sanded, (laughs) primed and painted. And it's now in situ in the gardens. And I created it to mark the first event in 2014 well that kind of that kind of leads to my next question for you and and okay and i thought you gave a brilliant answer and this one is you know we all i hate it when i ask this question to a lot of people because they always come back and say oh well it's when i got my first box of crayons but my Uh, my question to you is is when did you first have the ambition to be an artist what what triggered that yeah well, that is a very good question, and it does stem very back into my childhood, really. I think coming from a family of artists, singers, including opera, I naturally gravitated towards the arts. And when I was a little girl, I loved painting and singing and photography. I got the opportunity to sing in a couple of bands, but once I met my future husband, I gave up singing. Mm. You know, I still sing at home when I'm painting. But my love of art grew over the years. And uh, once I had my daughter and she'd become more independent, I wanted to pursue a a passion of mine, which was art, um, abstract art. So um, I guess I was in my 30s, you know, about that time when I thought, this is what I want to do Mm -hmm. more than anything. And uh, some years later, I decided to enroll at the local college to do a fine art degree. Mm. And they accepted me because they liked my portfolio. Um, I also love composing theme music, and during my degree, I got a chance to paint while listening to my music in my studio space. Um, so with my earphones on, I translated the music directly onto the wall with paint. I was in my world, in my own world, and I, I absolutely loved it. How lovely um, is I also that? Lo- 
It's lovely, but, you know, when you're getting old, it's sort of, you know, in your 40s, you think, oh, you know, you've got to go and you've got to learn about art history, you've got to do essays, and I found it's all daunting. They're all younger than me. I had all this going through my head, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Um, but I did it. I did. Uh, I did the essays, and I enjoyed researching for things. And uh, I chose. That's where I found my style, then as well. I think. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned the fact that you pursued your art career when you were a little bit older. I think so many people, yes. unfortunately, they go, "Oh well, I'm too old. Or I have to learn all this stuff." The reality is, and, uh-huh. and, and I don't need to tell you this, Sonia. It's just a question yeah. of picking up some paint or whatever medium you're using, a chisel, yes. a hammer, whatever, and just do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yes. it it's amazing. It doesn't take that long before all of a sudden you're turning out pieces of art mm-hmm. that you can be proud of. And Absolutely. it also encourages you to create more. And the more you create, the better yes. you get. And then all of a sudden, yes. before you know it, you're very proud of yourself. It's great for your self-esteem. Yes. I think Angie's got a next question for you. Yeah, but I also have a comment okay. about what you just said, which I really sure. loved, Sonia. And that Thank is you. that is that after you became a mom, you, you know, took time out to grow your child to the point where she was probably yes. going to school. And then uh-huh. and then you started pursuing what you wanted once again instead of, you know, giving up yes. on it. So many women I think do that. They put their family and their children, you know, Yes. At the top of the pile. And I think you have to have a balance. The pile needs to be more balanced of the things Absolutely. that you enjoy. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, good. I like, Thank I you. like that. Thank yeah. you. It's very true. Yes, you, you need to, to be happy within your soul as well. You know, you, you have to be doing things that you enjoy. Right. And I think it, uh, then you, you actually, you're for more fun around the house as well. True. <laughs> you true. don't feel people Yeah. You know, it's true, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> so true. Happy people beget happy people, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Right. And my next question is, you seem very active in your c- creative community. Tell us what you like and dislike about going to various local art groups. Okay. Right. Well, I am a member, as I know you've told you now, with the Lemmington right. Spa Studio Artists. But I'm also a member of UK Handpicked Artists and Association of Midland Artists as well. So, that, yeah, as you can imagine, there are lots of coffee mornings where we all meet up and have a guest speaker to demonstrate their art and talk about it. But um, I'll pick on something that you were talking about before, uh, which is like being an artist, I'm fortunate to have a studio at home, but it is lonely during the day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, household chores call out at you and dinner times and whatever, which is why I love to be part of, of an active community so that I can actually go out there and meet people and discuss art in general. Mm. In fact, there's nothing I dislike, to be honest. Okay, so this is my question for you. And this is, you know, this is one I don't like people to ask me, but I love asking other people. Yes. Yeah, what do you attribute to the goal that you set for yourself in creating your style. How okay. did you come up with this style? But what do you attribute your goal? What was what was in your mind? What were you thinking? Right. Well, that's it's a it's a big question. That is really, isn't it? I mean, it, it took a long time to develop the start the artistic style. I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I'd like to say that I don't look towards an end goal. I'm more interested in the journey than the destination. And my journey thus being several art classes in stu- you know just studying various techniques. 
which is when I found that I wanted to do something different, which was uh, abstract. Um, for me, it's the perfect way to pour out my emotions. And it was during my, my fine art degree that I realized how much I love the natural merging of paints and the flow of colors bleeding into each other. I just find it fascinating, you know, working on paper, glass, wood, perspex with mixed media is always enjoyable. And as I find out more about how I want to express myself through art, it's a very cathartic thing for me to do. I paint away until I'm satisfied that the image is a true representation of the feeling that I'm hoping to convey. Um, I hope that answers that. That was a brilliant answer. May oh, I copy thank it you. next time? I'm going to copy it next time somebody asks me that question. Oh, brilliant. Well, I can easily send that on to you. <laughs> Bless you. But it, it, you know, it, it, it really is all of those things. It, it does take time. And I think sometimes people think, I can't paint because my painting doesn't look as good as so-and-so's or I should be doing better than this. And they, they do put themselves down too quickly. They're not enjoying mm -hmm. it. And art is to be enjoyed. It doesn't need to go into a massive gallery or whatever. It needs to be nurtured and enjoyed. And I think when it comes out that way, people buy it because they can see your true... It's from you, isn't it? It's an extension of yourself. Absolutely. That, yeah. That is so true. No, you, you articulated that beautifully. Oh, yeah. thank you. It was you. right on. Thank you right so on. much. It must have been that tea I've just had. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> there good. you go. <laughs> This is the way you just answer is the perfect lead-in to Angie's right, next question. Right, And okay. I would like to know, what would you like to be best known for? Wow. Um, That's well, a hard question. Definitely. It, it is. I would like to be best known for being a good daughter, wife, mom, and grandma, and a person who truly cares about people, animals, and the environment. Um, one of my favourite times as an artist when I was in artist residence at local primary school that my grandson attended, I loved teaching art to the young children as they were little eager sponges working away so happily on their art. And um, I was asked to be the project manager and help design a layout for a new prayer garden for the children at that time. You know, so it was a place of quiet where they could sit and reflect and between us, uh, we all produced lots of religious art. And Bishop, Bishop Kenny actually came down to bless the garden. Oh. It was, it was mm. in the local newspapers, and the children were so excited about it. But another exciting fact, and I think this really ties into what you want to be known for. It's not probably won't be now, but a lot, a lot in the future, is a play, is that a time capsule is buried in that garden, the prayer garden, to be opened up many years from now. And inside there are photos and messages to the reader, some of the uniform, and the school's ethos is, is explained in there. But personally, I am delighted that there is a photo of me with my grandson Josh in there too. So, uh -huh, nice. That, this how nice is, is that? I'm so excited about that, you know? So God knows how many years down the line that will be. <laughs> but they find well, it. Well... That's your legacy to some degree, that and all your artwork. I know, you know, Sonia, we met on social media, and it was probably a few years ago now. And yes. often you would make posts uh, showing your mother's art, photographs of you and your mom together, yes. uh, her birthdays. Uh, I think both Angie and I, we, be, we started to really know her through you. Aww, and then yes. you also, you shared some nice 
comments that she made back to us, like when yes. we wished her happy birthday and all yes. of that. And um, I know she's passed on, and I know that's yes, been I really have. rough on you. And Very. understandably so. My parents uh, have passed quite a I'm several sorry. years ago. But, it, and I thank you for that. But the thing I want to say or talk to you just a little bit about is I always got the impression your mom was quite a talented artist in her own right. Yes. And that's yes. probably why when people went into your room and her room, they probably looked at your room and go, are you kidding me? Your mother's <laughs> room is so much nicer. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But it's true. But, I just but, at- uh, Well, I, the thing that made me feel really good when I when actually both Angie and I, when we got to see your posts, see you guys together, yes. uh, you, your mom and your daughter, I believe her name is Julie. Yes, that's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so the, you know, the three of you, the three musketeers, if you will, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was very special, the Thank relationship you. that you had Thank with you. your mom, you Absolutely. and your daughter. Yes. But I also really appreciated the fact that you and your mother supported each other artistically. Yes. She she uh, was really quite an artist in herself. Very but much. What did, what did you think? You what do you think the big takeaway or the one thing that you learned from your mother? And I know there's a lot of things you learned from her, but let's mm. just concentrate on the on your artistic endeavors. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm a- well, she get she taught me so many things, you know. It it's uh, a, I've got so many things I could tell you about her, but I don't know how we're pressed for time or or is it we painted together. She taught me to keep house gardening. What an amazing cook! But the biggest legacy to me, I think, was to teach me to be kind, forgiving, and to follow your dreams. And uh, she's always she was always, you know, loved my art. She was always saying, "I really love that, Sonia." That's going to go far, that one, you know. <laughs> she, uh-huh. she always supported me and maybe. And if if the colour wasn't quite right in the, in the place, she'd say, hmm, that looks a bit too dark there. I'd lighten that up. And you know she was right because she, she knew. But any time that somebody, you know, when she read these comments about her work, she wouldn't believe it. She says it can't be true. She never realised how amazing she was. She really didn't. Well, we saw... How talented she was. She was such a talent. Yeah, very yes. such a talent. And I, and I also, I think that we get a good impression of your mom. Yes. When we talk to you. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Definitely. she was self-taught, you know, my mom. Oh. Yeah, except, you know, we, as you say, we're extremely close. But I encourage her to come out with me after losing my dad. She lost my dad quite young. And so mm-hmm. that we could share the love of art together so I says, oh, mom, I don't want to go there on my own. If you come with me, get you out of the house and, and it's company for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it became very apparent in each class. She didn't need any lessons. She would work <laughs> happily away on her own. But uh, right. in, in 2017, um, we had a joint mother and daughter exhibition at East Lodge. And it was a success. It was really lovely. And, uh, I, of course, you know, mom's was all... The, the seascapes, landscapes, Venice, Warwick Castle. And uh, I used to love sitting there and just be in awe of her work and listening to the lovely compliments about her. And, and uh, my mum shed a little tear of joy, you know. She, I, yeah. I never right. forget right. that. And she used You're to love very... singing and dancing. Did I tell you that yeah. she sang a lot as well? 
we, we really appreciate you sharing that with us, and you are very, you. very fortunate. And I think Angie has something to say. Yes. Well, yes. you know, not. thank you for being so honest and genuine with um, your stories and your experiences um, with your mom and with the art community. Yes. And you are so knowledgeable, but I, but I really oh. got the warmth and the friendliness Yes. That from your conversation, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it as well. Oh, I hope so. Thank you. Can I tell you one thing? I was really proud of my mom that of she could course. teach. Thank of course, you. we'd love to hear she it. She loved singing and dancing, and I used to go and watch her perform at clubs. Um, I used to do singing as well, as I told you before, but uh, my mom right. was a beautiful boy. She spoke in, as she sang in Spanish, Italian, and um, English, you know. But she won a heat at a song, singing competition at the spa centre in Leamington, uh -huh. and she was given the opportunity to meet Richard and Judy, the daily ho mm. show hosts on the yeah, BBC. Yeah, sure. yeah and sure. uh, we, but we'd had a holiday booked in Greece and paid for, so she decided to give the place to someone else, bless her. Oh, but, I know, she was so good. She, she was very religious, and we went to church together, and she was a beautiful, kind, loving, compassionate, funny, and a joy to be with, and I'm blessed to be a daughter. And I hope to continue to make her proud of me. Oh, I, oh, I sure well, you is. already are. I, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's hard to break away from our conversation with you because you're so delightful to chat with. Oh, and you're such an kind. honest, Likewise. you're a very honest, decent person. And, thank you. And we are, uh, both Angie and I are very proud to know you. Oh, likewise. Um, oh, you've made but, me warm my heart. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. But I have to say, you know, it's been a real pleasure uh, speaking with you, and Thank we're both you. looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to both of you for this wonderful opportunity. I'll be, it's made my day. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, well, good. We're, you're very welcome because we enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye-bye, Sonia. Okay. Bye-bye, Rod. Bye-bye, Angie. Thank you. She definitely was a great guest and had some good ideas on how you can incorporate a community into your art process and how having a supporting cadre of creative friends is so important and vital in your life. I couldn't agree more. Next week, we're going to have a surprise guest, so stay oh. tuned. Yeah, a surprise guest, so stay tuned. I know you'll enjoy what this person has to say. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. Music.